Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your captain. Join me and my trusty ally, the cook, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That's enough. We'll cut that. Right. Um, so, Aaron, yeah, obviously, you know, as people saw on socials, it was your birthday yesterday, you know, from release. And yeah, you know, I've, it's a chance now just to touch base, see how things are and see how you got, got on with your challenge as well this week. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, it's just, I suppose, last time I had a birthday, last year we were in the middle of lockdown. And this year uh, we've got a bit more freedom, which is nice. So um, I've managed to, we've done a couple of things, haven't yeah. we? So, you know, uh, going out with, with the, the ladies first, um, mm -hmm. going up some, some food and drinks first from, from the Nook and the TA, which is great. Uh, and then the Saturday was the boys' day. So yeah. always a hazy one. Lads, um, lads, lads. Lads, 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 uh, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Sunday, just, just time with family then, mate. And just uh, getting out and about in the car. Um, and yeah, just, yeah, you know, I mean, last year I had a real, didn't really, it's really horrible feeling around my birthday. I wasn't in the best mood last year, um, if I'm honest with you. Um, but yeah, this year I feel a lot more hopeful. So yeah, it was really good. Thank you. Um, and thank you for my gift as well. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And yeah, obviously I set you the challenge around social media, you know, and maybe having a bit of a purge. Just, yeah, how, how was it? Yeah, brilliant. Um, I was just because you reminded me to, do, you know, to, you set it as a challenge. It was in my head. So anything, sometimes anything popped up that I didn't like, I was like, go to page, unfollow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just go to page, unfollow. And I, I don't even know how many I did, but I know that there was one particular day where I was just on a rampage with it. So I got yeah. rid of a lot. So if you're still there in my, you know, if I'm still following you, then you're very privileged. I'm still following you, Captain, of course, because you did set okay. that in the challenge. Yeah, I did you? set that. Yeah. Um, Another thing, though, mate, on that, just off the back of it, was um, unsubscribing from emails okay. as well. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I found that um, I had loads of emails from things I've signed up to in the past, you know, just keep mm -hmm. coming through. So just got rid of got rid of a lot of that as well, because it bugs me. They were bugging me when they were yeah. coming up. So, yeah, no, good shout. And how did you get on with your pint with me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, to be fair, the pint was lovely. I, I prefer a better company, but, you know, it was <laughs> no, it was nice, you know, and obviously, as I put on on Instagram, like the photo of the fact that we shared the pint it's the first point we've had in that pub since we started this podcast and that's where the pub well not in the pub outside obviously but that's that's where it all started and it was just just nice to celebrate you know I don't think we've we haven't celebrated it in the pub but then like you said you know then obviously meeting meeting with the girls as well you know and having that having that nice celebration as well you know with the support they've given us in in getting this this podcast up and running but we've also you know not only not only have pubs opened in wales we have also set sail even further and wow. we are now or you are now gonna say hello to probably our one listener in taiwan <laughs> taiwan like, i mean yeah okay we've we've already picked up right i'll just say lin ho to our listener in taiwan um uh, is Lee Ho actually if it's one listener or is Lin Ho if there's more than one so there we are okay. I'm covering both bases yeah but yeah um Lin Ho Taiwan 
sounds like you're on Eurovision. Can we have your scores now, please? <laughs> United Kingdom, zero points. <laughs> As always. <laughs> Le Gros Bretagne. Ah, uh, oh, I can't remember what nil That's it. Nil, nil <laughs> And it's coming into Eurovision time soon as well. So I'm going to start getting really excited. And I bet Not there's long. probably going to be a little podcast in there somewhere, there Brendan. There. there has to yeah. be. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah. Okay, Captain. It's time for us to uh, bring another, as you say, illustrious guest on board Voyage 2 um, of Captain and Cook Pod. So, um, you know, so far we've had some, yeah, a variety of characters, I'd like to say, mm. on, on, the, on the ship this time round. Um, and we've gone for a big one again yeah. this time. So I think we went a bit left field last time and we're coming back mainstream this time, aren't we? So I think it's uh, one that a few people have requested as well. No one hundred percent. I thought we were gonna say hundred people then. <laughs> Whoa. At least a hundred thousand people have requested. Yes. <laughs> Request us not to do it. <laughs> but with uh, you know, to, to put everyone out of their misery, who you're bringing on board today is the one and only Brittany Jean Spears. So <laughs> do you want to say it? It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> yes. Uh, now I'm ready. Let's go. Let's summarize Britney. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be uh, like, if she does make a comeback, you're going to be like a hype man. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So Britney was born 2nd of December, 1981 in Mississippi. Um, she was the middle child of Jamie and Lynn Spears. And she grew up in the Bible Belt, a um, little place called Kentwood in Louisiana, um, it was obvious that she had a talent for like dance and singing from a young age. At the age of eight, she auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club, was rejected just based on the fact she was too young, but was put in touch with Nancy Carson, who was a New York City sort of talent agent. Um, for, for a short while, she moved to um, New York then with her mum and her sister um, and does some work on Broadway, TV shows and commercials. Um, and then in 1992, she actually makes it onto the Mickey Mouse Club um, and appears alongside Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling and Kerry Russell. So, you know, what a list of like young talent that ends up on that on that show. Um, in 1997, she's trying to get a recording contract effectively and putting her voice out there. She was being pushed towards girl groups, but because um, that was the time, wasn't it? It was Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls, Instinct, all of that stuff was going yeah. on. Um, but Jive Records spotted her and wanted to take her on as a, as a solo artist. So she signed to Jive Records. And in 1998, begins to record what would be her first album, which is Baby One More Time. And at that time, she actually promotes it through tours of like shopping malls. And at first, she would just rock up to a shopping mall, sing, and then people would start gathering around her. But then as the tour went on and people got used to it, they would go in to look for the malls that she'd be playing in and it would just get out of control. And shortly after that, she starts then doing her first stadium tour as the opening act for NSYNC. She releases the album, uh, the first album in January 1999, which debuts at number one, which is incredible because you know how young she was. And it went two times platinum within a month. And by the end of the year, the album had sold over 10 million copies and it'd be number one in 15 countries as the biggest selling album ever by a teen artist. She then releases Oops, I Did It Again 
May 2000, which debuts at number one again, and broke records in terms of its early sales, which is, again, unbelievable. Around that time, starts dating Justin Timberlake, the callback to, obviously, the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, and then in 2001, she performs at the Super Bowl with Aerosmith and NSYNC, does the famous vid, uh, MTV VMAs with a python round her neck, signs an $8 million deal with Pepsi, releases her third album, Britney, um, and just sort of at that point, cements her status as probably the biggest pop star in the world at that time. In 2002, Forbes named her the most powerful celebrity based on the earnings she was making. But in that year, she finishes with Justin Goes a Bit Sour. He does a song called Cry Me a River, which effectively accuses her of cheating. Um, and she does a song back called Every Time. But she also stars in a film called Crossroads. And that year, she does a tour which makes $43.7 million, um, which is the second highest gross grossing tour by a female artist in that year behind Cher, because Cher was doing her bye-bye tour at that time. Anyway, getting towards the end. So in the VMAs in 2003, she does the famous Kiss with Madonna and Christina Aguilera while they're performing Like a Virgin. And she releases In The Zone, her fourth album, which she actually writes and co-produces for the first time, collaborates with people like Madonna on that one, wins her one and only Grammy for the song Toxic and was received very, very well. And it debuted at number one and she was the first female artist to have first four albums all going at number one. In 2004, she marries childhood friend Jason Alexander, which was annulled after 55 hours. <laughs> Got to be one of the shortest weddings in history. Later on, they gets engaged to Kevin Federline and then marries him. Uh, marries him, sorry. Releases her first perfume with Elizabeth Arden, which broke company sales um, in its first week records. Takes a break at the end of the year to start a family and releases a greatest hits album. 2005, first child, Sean, is born. And from there, things get a bit more complex. So in 2006, she was snapped driving with Sean on her lap. Got a lot of bad press yeah. for that because obviously Sean didn't have a seatbelt on or anything. His second son, Jaden's born in September. And in November 2006, she files for divorce from Kevin Fedline. Early 2007, January, her auntie, who she's very, very close to, dies of ovarian cancer. Mm. And in February, she stays in a drug rehab facility to less than a day. The very next day, goes and shaves her head. If you remember that sort of time going on in the news, which people started to get concerned for her well-being. Um, in October, she loses the custody of her children. But she manages to release Blackout during all this, which, again, was received very well and entered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame archives because it's a proper party animal, because she was partying at that time with people like Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, etc. And for me, I'm going to finish here. So 2008, January, she was hospitalised after being found with an unidentified substance by police. Um, she loses visitation rights to the children, and Kevin Fedline is granted sole custody of the, of the children. She's committed to the psychiatric ward at UCLA Medical Center, and then she's placed under a conservatorship by her father, Jamie, at that point in early 2008. That's where I'm going to stop, because that's a lot for such a young yeah. person in all that time. Just your thoughts and reflections on that, really. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, it's interesting before we even touch on the conservatorship and, you know, the impact of the paparazzi you know for me something that obviously we both watched the frame in Britney Spears you know the documentary and for me it was interesting something that stood out and was later mentioned on again a link which I'll put in from BBC Sounds is the fact that at 17 or 18 years old the press were already asking her are you a virgin are your breasts yep. real you know really like if you think this is technically still a child you know and it's like yeah the it it, how intrusive people were for someone who, you know, she, she seemed to appeal very much. I mean, it was sort of our generation, wasn't it, growing up? You know, the the sort of later primary school, early secondary school 
ages who are now obviously the people who are that now pushing for Britney, you know, and, and this conservatorship to end, you know, it's that generation yeah. which are coming forward and things. And I think we'll touch, I'll just touch quickly as well on obviously the lyric, which we're, we're going to be bringing, um, mm. because I think it covers everything, you know, and it covers it all. Mm. So it's, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, you know, and I think that's mm. almost, almost something which Britney seems to have been battling with a lot. You know, mm. um, especially in how maybe the media perceived her. She was very sexualized, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. The media sexualized yeah. her. And, and, you know, a lot of solo female artists, you know, around that time were. And again, they reflected on the podcast about how would that happen nowadays, those sort of questions, you know, or has there mm. been that change? You know, it was an open question, you know, when they brought up people like Billie Eilish, you know, and yeah. I think yeah. Lana Del Rey was another one they mentioned, you know, and it's like, would would those questions be asked? Or would they not? And yeah, before obviously just jumping on, you know, we'll, we'll explore a bit more about conservatorship. An interesting thing for me, you know, and I know we talked about who wrote, who writes Britney's songs, you know, and who, mm -hmm. you know, we had the conversation whilst preparing. And so I'm not a girl, not yet a woman was actually written by Dido, which really yeah. surprised me. <laughs> it was yeah. just, yeah. And again, you mentioned Crossroads. So it actually appears on Crossroads in the film. Yeah. You know, so it's all around that time. You know, and it is, yeah, just a, an interesting sort of background, you know, to that story, but also to the theme. And the head shaving, that, that's really interesting, especially coming off the Elton podcast. Yeah. Where we saw in Rocketman him physically shedding, you know. Yeah. And Tom was shedding his skin for Britney. It was like, you know, what was she shaving off? Yeah. You could ask, like, what was she letting go of? But also... You know, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But was she trying to get rid of that whole being overly sexualized by the yeah, media by definitely. shaving her hair off and say, just stop taking these, you know, stop doing this? And unfortunately, it didn't work. And you know, we'll sort of look now, I guess, at this conservative ship. You know, and I'll, I'll yeah. just mention that um, again. I'll put, you know, there's, there's links in about it. So this is something that isn't in the UK. So it is mm. in America, and there's two two ways you know or two sort of i guess statuses you know which conservatorship can be applied under um one of them is financial so that's to, you know to basically be in control of finances of the person and the other one is to do with mental health um britney um the conservatorship actually covers both so it's normally one or the other and this one covers both. And I'm going to pass back like, to you about sort of the impact of conservatorship and sort of how you feel it is with her father. Yeah, it's just, you know, we talked about this before, didn't we? From our perspective, you know, in the frame in Britain, and it's very interesting documentary, it's by the New York Times. Um, the key people involved in all this didn't actually contribute. They're only relying on past interviews or yeah. things that are said through lawyers and stuff like that. Um, I think the first thing that stood out to me is... It, it's a bit odd just in terms of how productive she was she was during periods of that conservatorship we've already mm. talked about like some of the albums like blackout and circus that she she went on to to release um at that time um she did the piece of me las vegas residency which broke records in terms of what las vegas shows did so she you know she's physically going out on stage and we've talked about in the past you know this had a lot of sort of familiarities with the Amy Winehouse pod that we did, didn't it? Mm -hmm. The amount of times that she actually went on stage when we thought, who was there to stop her? 
Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Who was the one who was going to say, no, you're not going on stage tonight. You're in no fit state to go out on stage tonight. And we all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, the links with the paparazzi as well. It was the same sort of time, that 2006, mm-hmm. 7, you know, 8 period, um, when Amy was having it in the UK and she was getting it in America. So there's no doubt that she needed some help at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was committed to a psychiatric ward. Um, she'd had a lot go on. She'd been under a lot of stress and pressure. Um, and, you know, but the fact now that it's gone on for what, best part of 13 years, yeah. questions are starting to be asked about, well, actually, you know, she looks like quite a high functioning person mm-hmm. to have a conservatorship about her, not just through the music side, but she's involved in all, we'll listen to stuff later, but she's involved in all sorts. And actually, if Brittany mm. decides to make a comeback now, it will be so lucrative. And that's the yeah. other issue with conservatorship is who stands to gain from these yeah. things. It's not just about the individual who's under the conservative. She's the one who makes the money. You know what mm. I mean? The conservative is meant to be there to help to protect it and harvest it and, you know, make sure it grows and decisions are made in the right way. But it, it kind of feels to me, I, it's just a bit odd. And I know you mm, took a little mm. bit of a dive into like her Instagram and stuff. I mean, she's got a healthy follow, like 26 million followers or something like that, isn't she, through, through her Instagram. And I remember you, you were watching just some of the clips she was posting up and some of the memes and things like that. And people have sort of almost said like, is she sending coded messages and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But what, yeah. what did you think when you were watching I mean, it's, it? it's, it's interesting when, when you look at it and when you look into it, I mean, you could read some of it as being messages or some of it as, yeah, sort of perceived help me. You know, things like one, one quote she's put up, you know, it's um, be the kind of woman that when your feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, oh, crap, she's up. You know? And, yeah. she, and yeah. she puts like, I like to repost this every now and again. And yeah, there's just lots of a few things that people like. There's one of a cheater looking into the mirror. You know, and yeah sort of saying oh well who who will i see at dinner tonight you know and it's yeah like ground your heart and then there's ones of just her you know wearing sort of different outfits changing into outfits and things and just yeah and it's it's interesting you know it's hard it's hard to sort of say a certain opinion but i recommend people have a look at it you know especially if you're gonna watch the who framed britney spears and just see you know i mean at the moment it appears that she's she appears healthy but yeah you know, obviously we don't know what's behind the mask, which we've discovered a few times, you know, with things, but also looking at conservatorship. So I was like, well, I wonder, I haven't really heard much about conservatorship really till, you know, obviously Brittany came around. So I thought, oh, who else? You know, are there any other people, any other famous people? And so one of them was um, Amanda Burns, um, so mm. actor and comedian, um, who is, I think, similar age to Brittany. Um, but interestingly with Amanda Burns is that she has expressed a desire to marry her boyfriend, but she can't do it without her mother's approval, which is apparently under mm. the conservatorship contract. Joni Mitchell was another one. Um, that was after yep. a brain aneurysm. You've also got Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. And I think yeah. this will be something because he's looking at he's really interesting. So it says that he was actually misdiagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So yeah, I think that's a whole thing to go into. Um, and Mickey Rooney as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that was after what says here, four hundred thousand dollars was allegedly missing from the stars' accounts. So sort wow. of looking more on the financial side. And again, the links with Amy and the links with the father, and the father yeah. suddenly taking what appears to be taking control 
when things seem almost at their worst as well. Yeah. And yeah. Again, you know, we haven't really heard much from from Britney's father, but it's what did they stand to gain? Like Amy's father, when she went away, took a camera crew with him. <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what does yeah, he, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I'm not saying he has, he's got negative intentions, but there's something not right. Yeah, it don't, it's one of those things when you say something of gut instinct and things that just feel a little bit odd, you know, mm. like that, that everyone's happy for her to go out and sing, dance, do, do all those things that you're good yeah. at, darling, you know, go out and sing yeah. and dance and perform and bring the money in. And then we'll, we'll decide what's done with your money over here. I mean, you know, I mean, she's what, what, 40 years old now? You know what I mean? She's 40 years old. I mean, to me, when I was looking at Instagram, she's so youthful at heart. I yeah. mean, she was famous from a young age, you know, mm-hmm. and she is from that Justin and Christina sort of time of the year where they all sort of got famous together. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of money that revolves around the brand Britney that's been carefully mm-hmm. constructed. But then there's opposing arguments to say that her money was dwindling away. Yeah. And actually, when he comes in and takes over the conservatorship, now, obviously, I think she's, I was reading earlier, she's worth somewhere around $60 million. Now, mm. when I was reading into the money that she's made over the years, that's actually unbelievable. I mean, she should be one of the richest people in the world. In the world. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it. But then, you know, they, they were saying that she was almost in financial dire straits because she had addictions to shopping and partying and, and, and things like that. And, erratic, and, you know, let's be honest, you know, we look back at the time just before she was committed, she was displaying erratic behaviour. Yeah. But as we know with, with, with mental health, like that could just be, that can happen to anyone. Mm. You know what I mean? It could have just been a build-up of pressure. You know, she'd lost her auntie, who she was very close to. She was going through the whole thing with Kevin Fedline. She'd had yeah. two children, you know, and she was, but she was still doing all that, like in the limelight, you know, and, we no, we haven't been in that situation, mm. but we know that anyone is susceptible to to a breakdown or to you know to being overcome by stress. So to still be in that aspect of having her life controlled after thirteen years, like as I going back to my original point, it doesn't sit quite right with the gut. And I want to pick up before I forget on something you said earlier as well about like how she was sexualized because she was portrayed as the virgin, wasn't she? That's how she was put out there. But they obviously in music videos and stuff changed Mm -hmm. that image over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, one of the lyrics on the second, I was like, I'm not that innocent. I'm not that innocent. Right. But if you go back to the Justin Timberlake, um, you know, the the time when they broke up and it, it got a bit messy and everything, that bit on the frame in Britney Spears, which hit to me was, and he has since apologized this, you know, mm. it, it, you know, different times and all of that. But he's on a radio show, Hot 97 or whatever. And the radio DJ says to Justin, Joe, just, we all, all we want to know is, did you, did you bang Britney? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he ends, and he ends up going, yeah, yeah, I did. You, you know, and just that whole, it was okay for him to act in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, but like you said, she was facing the question about like her breasts, are you a virgin? Just really inappropriate questions you know like for, to ask someone so young but also at the same time not leveling those same seriousness of questions to the male mm. parts in that relationship yeah. and i just thought for me when i watched i felt very uncomfortable with it yeah. if, I, if i'm honest it's, it's quite well it's, it's misogynistic isn't it really yeah you know, it is. if, if yeah. we want to if we want to turn in a phrase and that you know people wanting to get the glamour shots people wanting to get those shots sort of leads into the paparazzi as well you know, of me, yeah. the, just that impact, like, you know, me and Charlotte were watching it and Charlotte, she went to a drive-thru and there must have been about 30, 40 people around her. And yeah. I'm like, geez, imagine just having, you know, just literally wanted to get a McFlurry, you know, or something. Yeah, and I know. There. And then 
again, you know, listen to other bits, you know, off, and there was what that so there was uh, English um, gentleman on there who was assigned to Brittany and he quit because mm. he said yeah. this it's just not right. You know, there's literally people on shift 24 seven waiting yeah. because she'd go out at two o'clock in the morning. She'd go out at four o'clock in the morning. And he said they used to go to bed expecting to have a phone call that something's happened. You know, they were yeah. literally waiting to get that shot because, you know, I mean, it's one of the most famous probably photos of Britney is the one of her with the shaved head coming towards the paparazzi. Yeah, you know, yeah. When they were pushing her and pushing her and pushing her. And I've seen, I can't remember what program I was watching. Um, it was like a series. And um, it's one of, like, someone was involved with the paparazzi. One of the paparazzi shouted some, some obscenities to them. So that person turned around and glared. Bang, they took the shot. And that was on the front page of the paper. Yeah. So they really, yeah. they can intimidate. And again, it was the fact that, you know, on the frame in Brittany, the one person who, well, I think it was the person who actually got the that photo, you know, said, oh, you know, he's asked, oh, did Brittany ever tell you to leave her, leave her alone? You know, and he said, oh, yeah, mm. she did, but only for the day. You know, and it's like, yeah, really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and yeah, yeah there's, there's been other negative, you know, stories around famous people and and the paparazzi and it's it's lucrative you know the money you can make is. if you get that money that as they call it money shot you know yeah. it's it's there but I, just yeah no i just think paparazzi wise i mean you know we we touched on the amy winus one i mean i get really angry like i mean fortunately you don't see it as much as i love but tabloid press is still worth a lot of money i mean they were saying about britain spears the right photo could be worth not just tens of thousands, a couple of hundred thousand dollars, you know what I mean, to these people. But the way they swarm, like, you know, yeah. I'm not being funny, right? Like, if you if you were with me and you took just 30 continuous shots of me, maybe out of the pub or walking mm. towards you, whatever, you're going to grab some, from what I would say, horrible shot. Oh, yeah. no, you would. You'd, grab, you'd have a 30 amazing shot spread. No, it would just be of the same face, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prove, prove that on the challenge. Yeah. But, but there's just like, when you see the flashes go off, I mean, A, that must be very disorientating. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And just like, you know, you, you you step out on a dark street and then it just lights up with all these, you know, with all these flashes. And you're going to catch bad photographs no matter mm -hmm. what. I mean, like, so they couldn't lose with Britney because they would just go out and wind. Remember with Amy Winehouse, the, um, the paparazzi used to wind her up, didn't they? They used to shout yeah. things at her just to yeah. get her to, to kick off and react. Mm -hmm. It used to happen with um, Liam Gallagher in the 90s. He was one of those ones where they'd catch him going to get some booze from the shop. They'd all hound him outside. Yeah. And, you know, he just, he didn't care, just stick his finger up or whatever and yeah. carry on. And they sort of, <laughs> he just sort of palmed it off that way. But you look at like even going away from music like you know paul gascoigne when he was having his mm. worst troubles mm -hmm. you know the sun the sun run a campaign in one year saying urging pubs and pub not to serve paul gascoigne yeah. but there's periods of time when he was really really struggling and they were more than happy to put photos of him in his in his mm. worst you know state shall we say mm -hmm. onto the front of their newspapers to sell they can so, say they yeah. care we're worried about you gaza or whatever but it's about the money that comes off the back of it. And that'll always make me angry, if I'm honest with you, in terms of how that approach to, you know, privacy mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, is, is taken. So, yeah, yeah and, really, really angering. And it's, and it's also interesting with, she didn't seem to have many bodyguards or many people around her. No. No, it was probably one or two people trying to palm people. Whereas now, you know, I mean, if you look at some huge stars, you know, they will have a whole entourage, you know, and it's like, 
almost impossible to get close to them. Whereas, you know, and that's that's a real shame for them because they're they're stuck, you know, they're stuck encompassed in this amateur. You know, I listened to a, a different podcast and they were talking to someone who's who was a bodyguard, and it's like, well, they they have to let that person know if they want to go to like get something to eat, you know, or if they want to yeah. live for a walk. And it's like they even even with Nelson Mandela, I can remember um watching the film Invictus when because he used mm. to go out for walks and he'd have to have five or six people and he'd go up for walks at like two, three in the morning. Yeah. People would yeah. have to go with for, for his protection. That was more, you know, you know, rather than sort of for the photos and things. But it is, you know, and I think it's something that we both agree on that they're just the negative influence, you know, of of the paparazzi, you know, and how invasive they can be, you know, it it can really show the vulnerability of these celebrities, shall we say. We all forget, yeah, so. don't we, that like these are just people we are just pe- these are just people who are like you and me, mm. you know, and, and like they they're born and they've got a talent, you know, so that their job, like our careers have gone one way, their mm. career is that they're a singer or they're a dancer or they're an actor, you know what I mean? And that comes with media scrutiny. Um, and that was probably the worst time with the tabloids. So we've, we've, we've got given a couple of examples and I'm sure in future pods, there'll be, well, there'll be some more, yeah. you know, um, in terms of people who, who've, who've been negatively impacted by, by the press. But, you know, again, like coming back to it, I just couldn't believe her, um, her regeneration almost as well. So after, you know, she's under this conservatorship, um, she's releasing albums. Like I said, the Las Vegas show that she did from 2013 till New Year's Eve on, I think it was 2017, she was earning $310,000 per show. Yeah. All right. So $1 million per week. Now, they're saying that Jamie stood, to, her father stood to stand 1.5% of any gross revenue off the back of that, which would have still been a lot of money. Um, the last show on the New Year's Eve 2017 um, was earned $1.1 million gross, which is the highest earning Las Vegas show ever. Um, and I, we know we like links in, in these podcasts, but wasn't it funny because obviously we talked about her financial struggles and the state of her finances when she went into, you know, when she went, you know, into, into the psychiatric ward and started to get treatment and help. But Las Vegas regenerated her career, regenerated Elton John's career. Remember when he yeah. had, and he suffered with addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly, you know, he went bankrupt in the 90s, mm-hmm. you, you know, so he had Las Vegas regenerate his. Another nice little crossover for you. Britney Spears is a donator and a supporter of Elton John's AIDS charity, okay. which I looked up earlier. But I just thought it's interesting how she will always pull in the crowd. So if she tomorrow announces on Instagram, I'm doing a comeback tour, it'll probably be one of the biggest things we've ever seen, like, yeah. you know, in terms of the interest it will generate and what she's going to do next. I think everyone's hanging with braided breath. And we should probably touch on before we sum up with her achievements just quickly. This whole conservatorship thing started off the Free Britney movement, didn't it? So, and obviously they touch on that in the documentary. It started off with the Where's Britney? Because in end of 2018, she was meant to announce a new residency in Las Vegas. She has this bizarre thing where she comes out, (laughs) she just walks straight through the crowd and off off she goes. Um, And then in early 2019, she cancels, she cites her father's health for that. And then she's just on, there's just white noise with Britney for months mm. and people start to hash out, where's Britney Spears? Um, and then she comes out and that's where it changed. Cause I think 
she checked involuntarily to a mental health facility. But then when people started to look into it and get the documents, they would say maybe it wasn't voluntarily and she was placed in there. Mm. Um, and then an unnamed source comes forward and rings um, one of the podcasts that was going on about the, the Britney Graham pod yeah. and says um, that it's not voluntary. So the Free Britney movement just comes out of that, doesn't it, Britain? And yeah. then, you know, you've, you, said, you, you said earlier, people from our generation who grew up and people who really idolised Britney Spears then just all came forward as like an army mm. for it almost, didn't they? And she actually then vocally supports them through Instagram yeah. messages or maybe little things and turn starts to turn everything on to her dad. It's, mm -hmm. That's where it starts to come, I'm scared of my father. And what I didn't know, so I watched the documentary, was that Kevin Federline um, took out um, a restraining order on Jamie because he felt that um, Jamie was aggressive to one of his children as well. So that's interesting as well, isn't it? That that side of it, that people will, again, we've talked about, if you've got, you get people on your wavelength, people who are thinking in the same thing as you, what you can do, and they've created a huge noise, haven't they, around the whole yeah. conservatorship. So very, very interesting. And um, yeah, I suppose we like to finish on achievements, don't we? I think it's nice to remember these people for the impact they have. Now, let's not understate this right like britney spears probably changed pop music yeah. right when she came around it was girl and boy group time and she comes in and just blows the world up i mean going two times platinum in your first month on your solo album mm. is insane <laughs> so baby one more time 25 million albums sold worldwide up to date and that's one of the best selling of all time um it was number one in every country that it was charted in which is over 20 countries she's got the key to las vegas strip um, and they have a Britney Day in Las Vegas for on November the 5th. Um, Black, the Blackout album I've already mentioned was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame archives, which is amazing. I listened to it recently. It's actually, I really, really enjoyed it. So it's, again, Blackout's worth a shout. Her perfumes have grossed with Elizabeth Arden $1.5 billion worldwide and over half a million bottles of her first one, which is called Curious, has been sold. And she's the youngest artist to get a start on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And let's not forget the pop music, so your Taylor Swift's and your um, what Rihanna did after and what Beyonce went on to do after would have all had a nod to what Britney was doing at, at the, the millennium, really, and yeah. what she continued to do through the 2000s. So, um, and the charity work I mentioned, if you Google it, she's involved in loads of charities and she has her own foundation that helps her children as well. Any closing thoughts from you on, on Britney? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, it's, it's a name where if, if you say to anyone, Britney, they know who you mean. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd, and but also they'd probably be able to name at least one song. You know, it kind of just shows the magnitude and the stature that yeah. she's got, you know, and things. And it is just sort of quickly going back to sort of the lyric that we brought. You know, it is, I'm, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. And it almost seems like if you follow her Instagram, that's sort of where she is stuck. You know, it is very much yeah. that bubbly enthusiasm, that size. But actually at the moment, she hasn't got the adult responsibilities, you know, and that's the thing which she's looking now to try and regain. Um, but yeah, that's Britney, bitch. So, yeah, Aaron, that was just a really interesting um journey through through the life of Britney so far you know and obviously who knows you know who knows where yeah. that, that's going to go and it's time we're going to bring back the 30 second challenge and we both had a bit of a 
a bit of a laugh and a bit of a giggle this week. And um, so I found a meme, which was the Brim between us with Brim from Gavin and Stacey <laughs> on it. And we just started chucking, chucking our names into different films. So we've each got 30 seconds. So, and for you, your challenge is to name as many films where you can include my name. Okay. I love this. Films, TV shows, whatever there is. And listeners at home, have a go. If there's any we've missed off, let us know. Send them in. So, you ready? I am. Three, two, one. Off you go. Okay, so I've got Brinception, Lord of the Brins, Brint de Stella, Brindiana Jones, The Man Who Went Up a Brin and Came Down a Mountain, Fantastic Mr. Brin, The Good, The Bad and the Brin, Brinzilla, Brinaconda, Brin Kong, Beauty and the Brin, Snow White and the Seven Brins, 101 Brins, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Brins, The Brin Father, Driving Miss Brin, uh, Brin to the Wild, Brin to the Blue, and <laughs> um, there's Monty Python's Life of Brin as well. 26 and bang on 30 seconds as well. <laughs> oh man, who knew I'd be such a superstar, eh? Thanks, Mum and Dad, for that name. You know, <laughs> I think I've got the easier part of the ride here. Oh, man, I'm gonna have to write a few more down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, any favourites that stood out for you in there? Um, Brint Estella, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I was happy with that when I got that one. Um, yeah. But we should tell as well, listeners from outside of Wales or people who are not familiar with the Welsh language, that I did a really clever one in there did, as well, didn't did, I? Yeah. Because the man who went up a brin and came down a mountain, brin is the word for hill, isn't it, in Welsh? It so, is. uh, which people would have learned if they've ever, or learned if they ever watched Gavin and Stacey, wouldn't they? It means hill in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, Brin? I am. Got my fingers up. Nice. Three, two, one, go. Okay, here we go. Aaron Mageddon, The Good, The Bad and The Aaron, The Aaron Supremacy, Lord of the Aarons, Harry Potter and the Death of the Aarons, The 40-Year-Old Aaron, Taming of the Aaron, Aaron Spotting, This is Aaron, Silence of the Aarons, One <laughs> Flew Over Aaron's Nest, A Series of Unfortunate Aarons, Fantastic Aarons and Where to Find Them, and Aaron and the Giant Peach. Oh, and Aaron and the Chocolate Factory. Well, you went slightly over sneaking that last name, but I'm going to let you have it because yeah. if I ever get to have my own Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any any, any favourites there? Um, the 40 year old Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I liked Aaron and the Giant Peach as yeah. well. <laughs> It's really yeah, good. It's a lot harder. <laughs> in much harder. I think mm. yours is because you've got Bryn in, you can get that like in, yeah. but mate, you did very well because it's a hard name to get in. And I'll have a chat with my mum as well about picking that name, all right? Because yeah, it's, it's her fault. Bryn. Again, as we say, really interesting one today. Good laugh with the, the the movie names as well. And like I said, listeners at home, got any good ones that we've missed? We're bound to yeah. miss loads. So send a couple in and we'll, and we'll read them out on fu future ones. But um, we're starting to drop anchor. And yeah. obviously last time we mixed it up a little bit, didn't we? So we did. I kicked us off with a, with a short story. Um, so, so as we say, chapter one. 
of our unnamed story that we have going so far, which I'm sure we'll get a name for after. But it's over to you now, uh, Captain, to read us chapter two that you've written this week, I believe. I did, yes. So, um, yeah, chap chapter two. I, I almost wanted to do it previously, but we'll we'll just we'll just carry on. So, chapter two. A big day for me. I've been feeling quite nervous about leaving the house for a long time. Music, music will get me through this. Time for a quick check. Wallet, phone, keys. I feel like I've forgotten something. Ah, oh, headphones, where are they? Okay, I'm noticing my anxiety's rising. Wait, oh, there they are, I'm already wearing them. Okay, let's do this. Deep breaths. Remember what they said, reach for the handle. The next few moments are a blur. Next thing I know, I'm in the middle of town and I'm dancing, not a care in the world. I feel free, my hands are in the air. I can feel the blood pumping in my ears. An apt accompaniment to the music, which is at full volume. I'm lost deep in the sound, eyes closed. Then it happened. I sense someone coming close to me, wanting to talk to me. I open my eyes and see him. He's well-dressed, carrying a coffee. And he appears to be gesturing at me, waving or something like that. I panic. I lash out at them, screaming. He's triggered me. As I look to talk, he kicks me in the groin. All of the pain, the memories come flooding back and I chase. I, I know I shouldn't, but I do. I run shouting. Not, not shouting, just screaming. No words. He drops his coffee and I run through it, ignoring the searing hot liquid on my ankles. I rush past bystanders eating their Greggs. They're watching me, judging me. They don't know my story. He just kicked me, I shout. I almost feel like the Terminator now. Music still pumping in my ears, sunglasses barely being held in place. My hair's flying all around. The wind attempting to cool my overactive reactive state. I'm getting closer to him. Maybe I could tell him my story, my journey. I rinse, wince as I race after him, the after effects of the kick and the coffee starting to sink in. Maybe people are fil filming this, watching this. Maybe they'll be knocking on my door again, telling me I rushed this process, that I wasn't ready to go out. But I know I was. I felt so free to be able to dance to the music again. Not that I can remember what the tune was. I'm getting closer to him. I reach out and get hold of his arm. This feels like it could be the end of the world as we know it, as I know it, but for both of us. Boom, 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 boom. So this time, Aaron, I'm going to go back to an old favourite. And let's just see if I've improved, shall we? Go on, then. On our next voyage. Oh, no, that had, like, it. weight and depth. <laughs> it, had, it had a bit more yeah. weight and, like, it had a bit more presence in it. I think you've uh, you've improved from episode in the first episode. I think, I think. Yeah, I, I listened to episode one recently, and I think, which we've passed 300 listens of, which is yes. absolutely incredible. Yeah. It is. This is a chance where we look to set each other a challenge and also for the shipmates to have a goal as well so i've got one for you um obviously with it just passing your birthday 
this is going to be one that's going to take about a year. So we're committing to doing this podcast for at least a year. <laughs> what I'd like you to do is write a letter to your 2022 self. Ooh. Once you've done it, yeah. put it in an envelope and put it to one side. And then you'll open it on your birthday or around that time next year. Right. Okay. That's a really interesting one. Um, and it's actually something I've never, ever... I talked before, I think, on a previous part, but I write letters to Nora. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I write a lot anyway, poetry and all that stuff as well. But, yeah, I've never actually done something like that. Um, so that's going to be a good one. Good shout. And for you, Bryn, I would like you this week to write down the things that matter most to you and why. And I think this obviously is going to be me. That's kicking you off to get started in the podcast. Yeah. That's your first two freebies. How do you spell Nora? Um, How do you spell Nora again? I bet you put that down. <laughs> because, oh yeah, you're continuing to build your friendship with my yeah. daughter as well, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Um, getting somewhere now, I'd say. I know, yeah. Um, hint of a smile, I think, on the last time. There was a hint you, of a smile. There? I think that might have been because we were in the pub, though. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tickled her as well, just to... <laughs> just to just please, please smile for Brian. Yeah. <laughs> just want to smile. <laughs> good fun today, Bryn. And I think you made, it was a good point you made earlier um, as well about we, we sort of had a look at the journey of Britney Spears. But as you say, it's ongoing. Um, and, you know, she's, she's a, a very talented individual. And I have no doubt at some point we'll see her again um, doing something um, and, you know, welcome that day back, you know, cause again, you know, it's, it's clear that she's had some tough times, but she's overcome them as well. You know what I mean? She's, she's shown that she's got resilience. So no doubt she'll come back, but, you know, coming, coming to the, you know, a couple of things that we wanted to mention before we say goodbye today, I walked up um, Penavan a few weeks ago. Um, and at the top of Penavan, I met, I bumped into a guy called Daniel who was doing something that's called um, a walk for a, a baby called Eden. He was climbing Penavan every day um, wow. in, in April to raise money um, for a little girl named Eden. Now, Eden is a friend of his daughter, and Eden was born with bacterial, bacterial sorry, meningitis. She was hospitalized for 31 days, in which time she stopped breathing. She suffered a spinal stroke and was having seizures. Um, she was re- receiving regular medication and helped to breathe. Although now she's a happy 18 month old, the stroke seizures and arrest has left her brain damaged and she's paralyzed from the knees down. She gets a lot of support from the NHS, including physiotherapy, advanced play and occupational therapy. However, obviously her parents felt that they needed to take her care private to get, you know, to get the best help for her. So after lots of research, they've looked into um, what's called the Anat Banyal method. Um, and that looks at neural movement waking up the brain to create new connections and new patterns that dramatically improve physical, cognitive, and emotional performance. But it's obviously very expensive. So we're going to share a link um, on our Instagram, and we'll drop it in the description as well to the just uh, the GoFundMe page, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say a massive well done to, uh, to, to Daniel, because it's a huge achievement, A, yeah. to walk up there every day. But what he did on the Friday just gone, which was the last day of April, mm-hmm. he carried Eden up there. 
Wow. He actually carried you into the top with friends and family. Um, they've raised, they had a goal of £5,000. They've raised £7,272 so far. Um, and I just think that's fantastic. So um, kudos to Daniel and all the very best to Eden as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. And I know it's something which we don't put out a lot about, you know, donate money here, donate money there. But it's stuff that really positive causes, you know, and really, yeah, a really apt one. You know for people just have a look at and just see see what we can do to help but and i guess also you know it's looking back um so some feedback from the pussy riot and yeah. you know a couple of people got in touch with their punk band names so <laughs> joining joining us we have we have tom and his is floral smoothie oh so that's quite a good one and then this one, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I think this might be a heavy punk band. So this is Kiri, and he's Black Oats. Black Oats. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a good name. I it like is. That. Yeah. It's a lot better than green cornflakes and white banana. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think people would go see Floral Smoothie and Black Oats, you know. And on that note, I think it's it's time to share that actually... Accompanying us on our voyage next week is Floral Smoothie. Yes. So Floral Smoothie is going to be our very first guest on the Captain and Cook Pond. We can't be, we couldn't be more excited. Um, genuinely great, genuinely a great guy anyway. Um, and I know that we won't mention now, we'll get him to reveal his music and who he's brought, but we were both like, yes. When he sent in his uh his song that he's bringing next week. So we're very excited to be recording that in the next week or so um, with Floral Smoothie. With Floral uh, Smoothie. Introduce himself when, <laughs> he'll introduce himself for me, um, you know, when, when you listen to the pod. So please tune in and, and obviously as well, give, give him a lot of love on there as well and support because it's a big thing to do to stand up and talk about yourself um, and tell your story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, another a couple of moments to touch on, there was a great documentary about um, Dave Grohl, Real Stories on the BBC iPlayer. We did an episode on Dave Grohl Episodes four and five are Nirvana and into Foo Fighters, which you can go back and listen to. There's a lot, there's gonna be a lot of activity from Dave this year. He's got um, a film or documentary coming out. He's got a book coming out later, which you've pre-ordered, by the way, haven't you? I, have. I think is yeah. Yep. And so that'll be exciting when we when we get our hands on that and maybe even a, a touchback, you know, episode in the future. Um, but again, you know, the we, we've continued to have loads of input. Kerry told me that she loved the Pussy Riot one. Um, loads of stuff in there that she never knew, you know, anything about. So that's what it's about, isn't it? Learning new things. Raj, similar again, you know, shouting out and saying the, how much he enjoyed it as well. So huge thank you. You make the show, your suggestions and everything that's coming in. And we will reward you this voyage. We promise we you. Will. We've got some we exciting will. things coming, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, exciting things uh, are in place. The first, obviously, being, you know, having our first guest, but also just keep watching the socials. You know, there's, there'll be a few little hints being dropped every now and again and you know touching on that as well obviously we are we're on instagram at captain and cook pod uh twitter is at captain and cook one or you can get in touch with us on our email captain and cook pod at gmail.com brilliant until next time with floral smoothie it's a tarah from me and it's a tarah from him <laughs>